Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. Orville Gardner was a notorious and highly trained prize fighter. He became famous by winning a 33-round fight against Alan McKee in 1847. As a street fighter, he beat several men in one night at a saloon and also killed a man in a street fight in Newark, New Jersey. His companions were fellow gamblers, drinkers, and thugs. These sinful men were some of the worst in New York in the late 1800s. His conduct was so bad and his reputation was so awful that he was nicknamed Awful Gardner. However, Awful Gardner did have a little boy. And he loved his little boy dearly, but his boy died. A short time after his boy's death, he was standing at a bar in a New York saloon with a bunch of his saloon buddies. It was uncomfortably hot inside, so he stepped outside of the saloon to get some fresh air. As he's standing out there, he is looking up past the high buildings and he's looking up into the sky far above his head. He notices a bright star that that seemed to be shining down upon him. As he stood looking at the star, he said to himself, I wonder where my little boy is tonight. Then the thought quickly came to him. Wherever he is, you will never see him again unless you change your life. Feeling he was touched by the spirit of God, he hurried from the saloon to, and I'll tell you where he hurried to, At the end of the message, you say, what does some street fighter from New York have to do with Mother's Day? You'll find out at the end of the message. If you would turn with me to first John chapter four, first John chapter number four. The first point of our message this morning is moms. Most of your success as a mother will come from showing up. Just show up. Breakfast time, show up. Dinner time, show up. And look, every recipe doesn't have to make the annual Betty Crocker cookbook. (laughs) Just show up. A lot of the success that Christian moms will get will be from just showing up. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 9, In this was manifested the love of God toward us, Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. God looked down and he saw that mankind was sinful. Mankind was separated. Mankind had no hope. And God showed up into this world and loved us. That's a manifestation of God's love that he would show up. Amongst sinners. And you know what moms find out after the little cutesy one month, two month, three month, four month, six month. You get into two year, three year, four year. They find out that the kids are little sinful little creatures. (laughs) And you know what you got to do when you find out that they're little sinners? You got to show up like God showed up in this world. He said, you know what? Look at all these sinners. I'm going to manifest my love and show up. And too many moms nowadays, they throw in the towel. They say, you know what? My kid this, my kid that. 
Let's have daycare. Let's have this care. Let's have, how about some mom care? Look, if you got to do that, I'm not making fun. I'm not trying to make light of it. That's your situation. You've got to do what you've got to do. I get it. But just show up. If it's story time, show up. If it's family devotion time, show up. They don't have to be 45-minute sermonettes about deep theology of God. Five minutes here, 10 minutes there. It goes a long way. Be there at bedtime. Be there for a hug. Be there for a kiss. Be there for some snuggle time. Be there. They don't have to be long, drawn-out lectures and speeches. Just show up and be there. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 9, God showed up. You know why he showed up in this world? That we might live through him. You want your kids to have a good life, moms? Be there. Show up. You know what 1 John chapter 4, verse 9 teaches us? The same thing moms should be teaching their children. If you want to live, if you want to have eternal life, you're not going to get it from me. But you can get it from Jesus Christ. He came into the world so that we might live through him. Eternal life, there's only one way. It's exclusive, and it's through the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did for us. You know, and moms say, I'm sure you moms have heard this. I'm sure you moms have said this. It's, it's tough being a mom. It's tough. But moms with successful careers find that tough, and they keep moving on. Women, women will get in the workforce. They'll, they'll spend 20 hours a week working as a waitress. They'll spend 30 hours a week working as a secretary. They'll spend 40 hours a week working as a nurse. And if that's your situation, that's what you, you have to do. Again, I'm not, I'm not making fun. I'm not making light of anybody's situation. All I'm saying is, is if, if moms are going to go into the workforce, if women are going to go into the workforce, and they're going to invest 20 hours, 30 hours, 40 hours into a boss and into other people, come on. God gave you kids to put some time into them. Invest that type of effort and that type of time and that type of love into the most precious things that the Lord has given you to invest your life in. The Bible says as a nurse cherishes her children. You know, if somebody gets a, a, a job, a mo women that get jobs as nurses, you know what they're required to do? Nurse and cherish people. Moms, the biggest thing that you can do by showing up is just showing that nurturing and that tender, loving care. I know it's tough. It's a tough job. It's a tough job that goes unthankful. But here's what you got to do. You got to get it done. The same way working class women go out in the workforce and they get it done. It takes discipline. It takes discipline. If you were if you were a nurse at a hospital, you know, these nurses that were on staff during this past year around the clock with this COVID-19 at hospitals. That takes a lot of patience, a lot. It takes a lot of care that they have invested in people. Aren't you thankful that if you knew somebody or if you had to go to the hospital, 
that you would get some nourishing. You would get someone that's patient with you. You would get someone that actually cares. It's a motherly type of attitude that people want when they go to the hospital. God wants you as a mom to be able to push through it, show some patience as a nurse would, and just show up. Just show up and care. I know some moms, they kind of get down on themselves. I think all women do that. Guys do that. We get we get too hard on ourselves. We get down on ourselves. I think all guys do that. At some point we do. Sometimes we all just need to get honest with ourselves. And so, you know what? I haven't been showing up. Maybe we need to make a list. Maybe we need to make a list of the things we need to get better at. Maybe we need to put that list in our Bible. Maybe every morning when we wake up, we open the Bible and we see that list and we and we pray to God and we ask God, God, help me, help me to be better. Go to Philippians chapter four. The Bible says in Philippians chapter number four and verse number 13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Have you ever quoted that verse? Yeah. You're having a tough day. <laughs> Moms, it just doesn't seem like the home can be pulled together. One kid's going this way. One kid's going that way. You know, you, you, you burnt the soup and, you know, you, you fried the eggs too much and just not, nothing's working. <laughs> and you quote this verse. But the eggs are still burnt <laughs> and the kids are still fussing and none of it goes away. And you think, God, oh, boy. I need some help. We all need some help. Look at verse number six, though. Let's see what the all things are. Verse number six. Be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. That's how we should all go to God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, hear the things. Watch this. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good rapport, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. And then by the time you get down to verse 13, it says, I can do all things. All those things in the context of that chapter through Christ, which strengtheneth me. When the day's tough, when the day's rough, like we just talked about, you need to think on these things rather than I can't wait to wring his neck. <laughs> when I get a hold of her or what my mother was famous for saying, wait till your father gets home. Uh -oh. <laughs> yeah. And you know what happened when dad got home? Dad was hungry, number one. A man that works all day and that's hungry just don't. Okay? Because mom loved us, you know what mom did? When dad came home, mom always had a hot meal for him. And he would sit down at the same place around the table every time he'd come home. 
and he'd have a hot meal. And she'd let him eat first <laughs> because she loved us, but she also knew we were about ready to get our butts handed to us. Okay? Moms, you can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth you, but the stuff that you're going through might not go away. You're going to have to think on some lovely things <laughs> and some true things and some honest things so you don't do something that you probably want to do but are going to regret the next day. Then I get a witness. Is that what they say? In the <laughs> All right. All right. So show up. That's point number one. Point number two. You got to forget about this idea that comfort and easeability equal success. It's not the way it works. Get 2 Corinthians chapter number 1. 2 Corinthians 1. Second Corinthians chapter 1. I'm just telling you, you're going to be laughed at as a Christian mom. You're going to be mocked. You're going to be scoffed at. And it's going to come from the fake news media, the reprobate news media. We'll just notch it up. We'll ante up a little bit. They're a reprobate. They hate God and they hate Christians and they hate Christian women. They hate children. And you know what happened in one year's time? The devil worked through news media and convinced not a hundred moms, not a thousand moms, millions of mothers across this world to lock themselves inside their home within a year, wear a face mask and then another face mask and then take a vaccine. In one year, they convinced moms to do that. Millions of them. You know what you didn't hear from the reprobate news? Pray to God, moms. Get out and get some fresh air and enjoy God's creation, moms. You didn't hear from the reprobate news. Moms, get on your knees and pray. Lock yourself in your prayer closet and pray to God. We have a virus that's spreading the country. Moms, we need you to pray to Jesus Christ. You don't hear that. You don't hear, get a, get a little shot of Jesus. Get yourself in a good Bible-believing church. This virus is sweeping the nation. You know what we ought to do? We need to pray more. We need to gather together. We need to pray and get in God's word. They didn't encourage that. Just keep tuning us in. They didn't offer us a comforting message. And you're going to be laughed at. You're going to be ridiculed. You're going to be mocked if you don't buy into that world view. Second Corinthians chapter one. Watch what it said. Verse three. Blessed be God. Even the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The father of mercy and the God of all comfort. Who comforted us in all our tribulations. That we may be able to comfort them which are in trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ aboundeth in us, so our consolation also aboundeth 
by Christ. You see the word comfort quite a bit, huh? Mm -hmm. What happens in verse four? What are we going through? Tribulation. That's everybody. What else do we see in the middle of the verse? Trouble. That's everybody. Where does our comfort come from? Well, if you're a mother, typically your husband's at work or he's about had some off that he's out in the mower just mowing. <laughs> he's like, I'm out of here. The kids are fussing. You're at your wit's end. You're ready to about pull your hair out. And all you want to do is just yell at them, would everybody just shut up? <laughs> but instead of that, you don't do that. You get a hold of this verse and you say, you know what? God is my comfort. And I'm going to abound in this suffering. Because <laughs> I know God is there to comfort me. Look, what I'm saying is, isn't there times where you as a mom, the only place you're going to find comfort is, is in your Savior? We can all relate to that. Yeah. But for moms, your comfort is in God. He is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Father of mercies. And he is the God of all comfort. Go back to 1 Corinthians chapter number 10. And 1 Corinthians chapter number 10, verse number 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. And this, this verse preaches in many different ways. I'm going to try to draw out an application here for moms specifically this morning. You might be tempted to take the easy way. Because when the kids are fussing and the kids are misbehaving and the kids have naughty behavior, isn't it easy to just say, I don't want to deal with this. Isn't it easy when you see your child and you know they need to be disciplined? It's just easier to just go read a book. <laughs> it is easier to say, ah, by the time they're 16, the law work out. You may be tempted to do that. And I'm telling you, put the brakes on and don't do that. These are things that are common to all parents. They're common to all moms. It doesn't matter if you sat in church your whole life. It doesn't matter if you married a preacher. It doesn't matter if you're a pop psychologist. It doesn't matter if you had some degrees in raising children, yet you've had no children, but you have all the answers. It doesn't matter who you are as a mom. These things are common. You're going to tell your child no, and your child is going to stick their thumb out at you and take a fit. And then they will do worse things when you don't discipline them. They'll throw things at you. Well, he's just a, no, he's a little sinner and he needs some discipline. And you might be tempted to not want to do anything, but the sticking the tongue out and then the throwing of the truck is going to turn into the fist to the face. Children will do these things if they're left unchecked. And you as the mom and or dad, dads, we're not 
wait till June to hit that. We're not immune from this either. But moms, I know it's easier to just say, you know what? Let me just put my earbuds in or look at something on Pinterest and get my emotions back right when I see just that perfect calming color of gray. <laughs> you got to be able to say ease and comfort. You go by the wayside. I've got a more important calling and handle that child and discipline that child. If this isn't you, tune me out. But if this is you, pay attention. Preacher of harsh reality will try to give you some help. Or if you're listening online, maybe you'll get some help. You're a mom. Get up. Get dressed. Read the Bible. Pray for your family and kids. And get it done. You've got a job to do. Children need to be raised for Christ. And if you don't get up and get it done... And get your mind focused on Christ and get in Philippians and say, you know what? True things, pure things, honest things, lovely things. The world is going to snatch your children from your hands and they're going to educate them and raise them up so that they are clogs to the system. Get up and get out of bed and pray and read your Bible and raise those kids for Christ. Quit being lazy and get up and get it done. Happy Mother's Day. We need moms that aren't going to take any junk from this world. And if that's you and you've been taking junk from this world, throw it away and give it back to the devil and get in the Bible and raise them for Christ. We need moms. We need Christian moms. The local church needs it. Your kids need them. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. You know what the first two words are? Train up. You know what training involves? Go to the gym and find out. Work. You got to get up and go there or you don't get the muscles. Okay. You end up looking like a Twinkie instead of, you know, I don't know what other junk food looks better. I don't, <laughs> instead of a Tootsie Roll, I guess. I don't know. But you know what you got to do? You got to show up. Point one. And point number two, it is not going to be easy when that trainer at the gym says, do another repetition. But I don't want to. Who cares? You didn't sign up for ease and comfortability. Yeah, don't get upset at me when mom's a little tougher on you this week. <laughs> Thank God that you've got kids. Thank God. Number one, show up. Number two, don't think comfort and easeability equals success. And number three, get Mark chapter number six. You need to give yourself a break. I don't know. Sometimes I think moms, they just like to be stressed out all the time. <laughs> what do you say? Well, why don't you just take a break? That might help. Mark chapter 6, verse number 30. Mark chapter 6, verse number 30. And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. 
And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. And they departed into a desert place by ship privately. Jesus himself said, it's good to rest. It's good to go to that desert place <laughs> and pray. Moms, get away. Get away privately. Get away to pray. Get away so that you can give yourself the break that you need. Get to the desert place. You know, us guys, we get to go to work. And then after four hours, we get to have a break. We get to get some food. We get to just kind of be away from stuff and then come back. To it. Mom, you got to give yourself a break. You got to schedule that in. We see Jesus was for it. And he's for you giving yourself a break. Matthew 11, it says, come unto me. You don't have to turn there. All you that are late, all you that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and lean on me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Notice the rest was for the soul. And if you've not come to Jesus, there is always going to be that longing or that searching or that looking. You're going to be trying to find rest in places where you're never going to find it. Yeah, I've had a long day. I just need to have a little glass of wine to unwind, except you always have to do that, and you never unwind. And every time you do that, every month and every year, you're more scatterbrained and you're more stressed out. It doesn't seem to be look, working. And then one day, you realize that Jesus Christ has a yoke that you can come on, and you can rest on him, and finally be at rest with things. You know why people aren't at rest? Because their sin bogs them down. And if you haven't repented of the fact that you're a sinner. And that you need a savior. And that you have, you have trust in something. And it's not the Lord Jesus Christ of the Bible. You're never going to find rest. And you're always going to be yoking onto something. That's going to bog you down. Not lift you up. Jesus Christ offers that salvation. To whosoever will. Amen. But Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and lean on me. And I'm just telling you, you might have a painful day, moms. If you're a Christian mother, the pain that you experience is nothing compared to what Jesus Christ went through on the cross for you. Right. Do you know how painful you think it's you think it's painful for a mom raising a two-year-old? You think it's painful for a mom who's a kid that just kid just keeps crying? You know, there's kids that have this condition and they just keep crying. You think it's painful for a mom when brother just keeps hitting sister and older sister keeps fussing with younger sister? That's nothing compared to wait until they're 16 or 17 or 18 or 19 or 20 and they make their own decision and they thumb their nose at mom and say, I'm going to go live that way. And that mother who was in church her whole life, 
who raised her children in a Christian home, who tried to go by the Bible, who tried to say, say, stay away from that. Those friends are going to hurt you. No, no, that's not, that's not, that's not what God wants for you. That is not God's will for your life, please. And they go out and they do it anyway and they make a mess of their life. Do you know how crushing that is to a mother? It's crushing. Yet it is nothing compared to what Christ went through for you on the cross. That's the suffering and the pain that he went through to die for you, to redeem you to himself. Praise God for it. And so I really believe and advocate for women, if they've had a rough week, to get in a good Bible-believing church with other mamas who have had a rough week. That fellowship is good. That refreshing is good. It goes back to at least a little bit of a break. Take the yoke of Jesus and lean on him. Mark chapter number four. I'm not lying to you when I tell you that this world system wants to set a trap for you. It wants to trap you. And if you're not careful, you're going to get stuck in the trap. And you're going to be following after the rudiments of this world and not after Christ. And moms pay attention. Grandmoms pay attention. Great grandmoms pay attention. We need you all. All of you. We need you. We need mothers and grandmothers and great grandmothers as a as an influence here, as an attitudinal influence here, as a prayer influence here. All of it. We need you. And we don't want this world system to mess your mind up because that's what it wants to do. Mark chapter number four. Verse 35. And the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind. And the waves, they, the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the, of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they wake him and say to him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and he rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm, and he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? If you think the storms of life aren't going to beat you up and crash on you, mamas, you got another thing coming. You got to get out of this idea of, I'm going to keep reveling in my past. I'm going to keep thinking and all my thoughts are going to be all my past mistakes. You got to quit with this going backwards stuff and going back into the storm. Did Jesus show up in your life? Did he say, peace be still? Do you have peace with God? Then your fear should now be healthily directed on the one who saved you to the Lord Jesus Christ. He came into your life and said, don't worry about those storms. I showed up now. You don't have to worry. 
the wind ain't going to take you out. The ship ain't going to take you out. The rain ain't going to take you out. Why? Because Jesus showed up in your life. And he said, peace be still. Everything that is holding you back. Rest on Jesus Christ. Let him see you through the storm. And this idea of worrying about what other people think of you. Worrying about if others like you. Just be still. Just be calm. Jesus came into your life and he set the record straight. Your sins have been paid for. Why are you letting that storm? Why do you keep bringing that storm back to have it beat you up? It's done. It's over with. God calmed the storm. Last point. What was the first point? Show up. What was the second point? Uh, you need to forget about this idea of ease and comfort equaling success. The third point, you need to give yourself a break, point number three. And point number four, have some fun. Parenting should be fun. Mothering should be fun. The Bible says in Third John, the fourth verse, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. You know, we talked about if you're having a tough time with stuff and you need to recalibrate, so to speak, you make yourself a list of things you need to do. You put in your Bible, you open up your Bible, and it's just a reminder right there every morning. Oh, that's what I said I would do? Okay, well, I better do it. You know what else you need to do? Get up and have some fun. Yeah. Have some fun. You can't be uptight about everything. Okay, there's a cup that's in the sink instead of the dishwasher you're going to let that ruin your day why have some fun with it there's crumbs in the floor well you had kids didn't you yeah well what do you expect there's going to be crumbs on the floor whereas brother Vic would say you know little crumb crunchers running around <laughs> if you're at the bible conference but Things are going to go out of place. Go with it. Go with the flow. Enjoy life. Because there's going to come a day when those kids are out of the house and you're going to look in the sink and you're going to remember, oh, my little one's not there to leave the cup in the sink anymore. Is it worth fighting about? I'm not teaching them. To, I'm not teaching you to teach your kids to be slack concerning their kitchen work and their chores at home. I'm not. If if the rule is you need to put the stuff in the dishwasher, okay, do that. Teach them all that. What I'm saying is, don't be so tight. Have some fun with some things, and life will go a lot smoother. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 15, a merry heart. Maketh a cheerful countenance. You know, life isn't all about cupcakes and ice cream. But isn't it fun to have cupcakes and ice cream sometime? We went to the outreach last night. Didn't turn into anything, but we spent an hour and we just got out a couple of tracks. Spoke to one guy. And, but it, you know, it's just really, really hard, just this particular outreach that we tried. But afterwards, we went and got some ice cream. We had a little little sweet treat. And if you don't learn to have fun with life, 
you're just going to grow up to be the the uh, you know the rules police. We're we're in a Bible believing church. I mean, we got a lot of doctrine. We got a lot of we got a lot of standards. We got a lot of convictions. Do you? Yeah. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here. That's why we are a team. But there's also this side of things where we got to be real careful. We don't take ourselves so serious. You know, God wants us to have fun. Fun doesn't equate sin. Fun equates a merry heart. And if you've got a merry heart, you know what that will equate? A cheerful countenance. Moms, you can pick up these looks better than, than guys can. I know this because my wife points this out to me. You mean you don't see that? You mean you don't? No, I don't. What's going on? <laughs> Women, they have this way of picking up the looks. And I'm sure there's been times where one mom can look at another mom and just say, man, she's worn out. But to us guys, we're just oblivious. We're just like, uh, we do something else. We talk about something else. <laughs> but moms pick these things up. And you know, one mom can know from another, man, you, all right, she's going to need a break. Let's help her out. But you know what else? You know what else is there? I'm not talking about that stuff because that's, that's, that happens to everybody. A cheerful countenance. Mm-hmm. You ever get around moms or grandmoms or great grandmoms? And even though life is tough and, and, and things are frazzled and everything is going in every which way direction, they just have a cheerful countenance. You can just tell that their heart is full of cheerfulness. And you can tell that they have joy. God wants that from you, moms. He wants you to have fun serving him and being a mom. And yes, things are going to be tough. We already preached through that. But don't take life so seriously. Have some fun. Extend some grace. Have a merry heart and a cheerful countenance. Show up. Don't think that success equals comfort and ease. Give yourself a break. Number four, have some fun. I'll start where I began, the story of Orville Awful Gardner, a prize fighter and a street fighter that became famous in the late 1800s. His little boy that he loved very much, who passed away, he suddenly struck with the thought, I'm not going to go see him. My life is so bad. And where we left off with the story was that awful gardener left the saloon that night and he hurried to where he knew his godly mother would be. You see, it was his mom who was a Christian. It was his mom who raised him. It was his mom who prayed with him as a little boy. Orville went in and he saw his godly mother. And he asked his mom to pray for him. But Orville's mom did more than pray for him. Sure, she prayed with him that night. But she also did what she did her entire life. She opened the Bible and she told him how to receive Jesus Christ 
as his Savior. And Orville, Orville's godly mother that night, led him to saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It didn't stop there. Orville went home, his own home, where he kept his jug of whiskey. He did not dare to keep it, but he did not know what to do with it. Finally, he took it down to the river, got into a boat, and rowed over to an island. He set the liquor on a rock and knelt down and say, and he said to and he said to himself, fought that jug of whiskey for a long time. And God has given me perfect deliverance. But then he thought, what should I do with this jug of whiskey? He did not dare to break it, let the lest the fumes of the liquor set him a while. He didn't want to break it. But he said, I, I dare not leave it. I don't want somebody else to get it. So finally, he dug a hole in the ground with his boot and his heel, and he buried it. And he left that island a free man. But that's not the end of it. Orville Gardner went on to be a mighty preacher for God. You know why? Because of a godly mother. A godly mother who raised him right. A godly mother who prayed for him. A godly mother who taught him the Bible. A godly mother that went through some pain as her son left and got into the world and got into fighting and got into street fighting and got into saloons and got in with running with the wrong crowd. And that's a painful, painful thing for any mother to have to deal with. You raise your young ones up and they sit in church and then they leave and go off into the world. And that is what Orville's mother had to deal with. But she didn't stop praying. She didn't stop waiting. She didn't stop loving. And when he finally returned home, she didn't stop giving him the gospel. She gave him the gospel. Orville went on to become a mighty preacher of the gospel. He preached a powerful sermon one night during his jail ministry. You know why he had a jail ministry? Because he was in and out of jail. He can relate to those types of people. Where a seed was plant planted. The sermon was so powerful that a seed was planted later. Uh, a seed was planted in a, in a man named Jerry McAuley, who later converted to Jesus Christ. And he was one of the he was a he was a convict turned preacher that ended up starting in the New York City area, the Water Street Rescue Mission. All because of a godly mother who didn't stop praying, who didn't stop waiting, who didn't stop hoping, who didn't stop loving, and who didn't stop with that old message again of the saving faith of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And her son, Awful Gardner, didn't go by Awful anymore. He went by Preacher Gardner, who ended up preaching a sermon so powerful that another man in jail gets saved, gets converted, becomes a preacher, and starts a rescue mission to reach other people that are thugs and caught up in this bar saloon lifestyle. Moms, you have work to do. The work isn't easy. The work isn't going to get easy. The solution is 
show up. Forget about this idea of easeability equals success. Give yourself a break. Have some fun. And always remember, you need to be able to teach your children the saving faith, the saving gospel of grace that only comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.